0: Ah, how about that, right? Is it best show time? Yeah, it is. It's best show time. How about that? And my name is Tom and I'm here. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not, uh, you know, you know, it is some nights. It's uh, some nights. It's a old picnic. Other nights. It ain't a picnic. And this is one of those weeks. It ain't no picnic. And, but we, but what it is 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 a Tuesday so let's turn it let's turn those lemons follow this. Let's turn those lemons, which I'm bringing to the party lemons, a whole big bushel of lemons. Let's turn those into lemonade, and we'll do that with some good old fashioned laughs and you can make me laugh and that's tonight's show make tom laugh you call 201-332-3484 just try to make your old friend laugh it's it's a time that we sitting in different chairs tonight we're sitting in different chairs so i'm sitting in this chair the chair usually you sit in where i just make you laugh and laugh and laugh tonight i'm in that chair and tonight you're in my chair so now you make me laugh. And so call up and let's do it. And um, so if I'm bringing the old big old bushel of lemons to the thing, then you are bringing the sugar. You're bringing the sugar. And my friends, Pat and AP Mike and Dudia, you know, they're bringing the water. Those are the three things you need for old lemonade, right? They got water, you got the sugar, callers, and I'm bringing the lemons. So let us do it to it. Um, I'm going to try to, as the uh, band of black flag once said, rise above. And we will rise above, hopefully. And if we don't, we don't. But we try and... Now let's do it to it. It's according to the old clock on the wall. It is, ba best show time. <laughs> back another episode of the best show let's do it to it my name's Tom I am the host of the best show and I am here with you on a Tuesday night in March of 2022 baby and that's what we do we show up showing up is half the battle right is that that what they say Showing up is half the battle? We'll figure it out. I don't know. I don't think they say that. I say it, though. And I'm saying it right now, man. Showing up is half the battle. And here I am. Now, I just had a a week that I would say is up and down. What else is new? Hardly exclusive to my life. I know that. But... Uh, as the Beach Boys said on their hit song "Surfin'," "Bop." No, nah, I'm not gonna. What did they say? "Bop." Remember that song? I remember when that came out. No, I don't. What a corny band, Beach Boys. Just think about that. We're the Beach Boys. Then you fast forward. How old are you? I'm 79. And I'm being told right now it's Mike Love's birthday. Well, God bless you. God bless you, Mike Love. Hopefully, you're at the halfway mark. Hopefully, we get another. How old is Mike Love? Anybody have a. 81. 81. Here's to another 81 years. Oh, God. Mike Love. (laughs) I'm wishing you another 81. Fast forward, it's 23. And the Beach Boys are still playing live With just Mike Love Al Jardine's great-grandson Is in the band That's the only lineage To the Beach Boys Is Al Jardine's great-grandson And the actual Mike Love And he'll be like saying Anybody out there Like to surf Because, look, when this guy was 25, he wasn't much of a singer. Which actually favored him now. It's kind of like that same thing I have. There's a thing that a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, and what what they call us are um, garbage bag faces. A lot of the garbage bag faces like me and um, like Danny DeVito, basically. It's the two of us, basically. We are garbage bag faces, and... Early on, people were like, "What is going on with that melon on this kid's head?" Everybody else is walking around looking young and handsome and pretty, and then uh, you got you get these garbage bag faces like me and uh, and and uh, Danny DeVito. Then you turn around, we're getting older. The needle ain't moving that much because we started off as garbage bag faces. So then the rest of these Robert Redfords when when they start melting when their faces start melting everybody's like boy Robert Redford doesn't look good anymore. But then like you know who looks pretty good? Danny DeVito for his age he looks pretty good. So I got a little bit of that, a little a little bit of the old Danny DeVito garbage bag face syndrome. I got more than a little bit. And I mean, I know the three of you working on the show wouldn't understand that. One's more handsome than the next. But once in a while, think of a garbage bag face, huh? Think of what it's like for us.
1: that a Jersey expression?
0: garbage bag face yeah um it's been around for a long time Mike. Is it? yeah i've yeah, heard time. it before never long you never heard it no. so you're, you're almost implying that i just made it up right now
1: no mike, I'm, I'm, I'm
0: not, not mike, i'm not is implying is that, that is at what all you're implying mike i've never I'm, been so I've i'm implying been
1: so hurt I, I i don't get around that much i guess and was unaware of this expression
0: yeah well sounds like somebody needs to start renting a city bike <laughs> start peddling around you'll start hearing phrases like garbage bag face Uh when you start mixing it up with the actual uh the actual folks out in the out in the real world not your salons and your your round your your algonquin round tables tables (laughs) yeah yeah and salons Uh, Uh the rest of us are wondering you go to the library and you're just like yes where are the classics and I go to the library and I'm just like, is there a code for the bathroom? <laughs> like, that's what it's like. Can I have a key to the bathroom? Is there a code? And what are they, when you think about it, what's the library doing with these codes? They're going to let you in, right? Who are they turning away? Who are they turning away? Right? Who they turned? You ever been turned away at the, at the library bathroom, Mike?
1: Pat, no, but student? I I I know that the introduction of the internet into the library uh, has caused problems.
0: Yeah, it caused problems because a lot a lot of people looking to get some some uh, get their jollies. Yeah, on a public monitor. Yeah. Well, that's on them. You yeah. Get, you want this is what I would say if you're if you're a, a creep. And you're at the library, and you're looking to get your jollies. Go to the classic section. Just pick up. Uh, what should they pick up? Tropic of Cancer. Is that a good? <laughs> was that a good one, Mike? Yeah, yeah it was a good book. I could see some dirty words in there. They get your jollies. Might not be as immediate.
1: It's not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's particularly sexy, though. You know, and there's there's sex talk in it, but it's it's not a sexy sexy book. Mm-hmm. Well. You know, you know, it's a sexy book.
0: I don't want to know, but but I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll listen to you say it. Well, I mean,
1: I can't I, I can't think of that many, but but the the one book that I thought was pretty sexy, they made a movie of it too. I I served the King of England.
0: Oh, okay. No, it's, I don't know it.
1: It's it's a good book, and uh, it's it's pretty sexy, and and they try to get a, a little bit of that, that across in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, but I think mm-hmm. the book is better.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, check it out.
0: Yeah. I'll check it out. I know the <laughs> King of England. What's it called?
1: I serve the King of England.
0: I serve the King of England. I serve the King of England. So if you're looking for some erotic, uh, fare <laughs> at the library and they won't let you on the monitor. Yeah. Go to the desk and go, do you have, uh, I serve the King of England? And then they'll go, they'll go, they'll look you up and down, make sure you're over 18. And then they'll reach under the counter and then pull it out and then hand it to you. They'll go, Here you go. But don't be a creep, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not a
1: creep. Take it home.
0: Yeah, I'll be back. My, uh, a duty. Oh, you ever been turned away at the, uh, library bathroom? Have I ever been turned away at the library bathroom? Yeah, like it, like I'm saying, because they lock it. They'll have a key at a lot of public
3: bathrooms, I have like never, library bathrooms. I've never been to a bathroom where it's been locked. You just walk right in. Ever in life? Ever in life?
0: You've never been to like a, like a, like an office building
3: where the where the bathrooms are locked in the hallway. Oh, I've been that, but not a library. Okay. Like, why? Why would they lock? What's happening in your your libraries? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. They didn't do it in Radford. They don't do it in Burbank. You can walk right in. It's nice. It's
4: Wait, like they don't they didn't
3: do it where? They don't do it in Radford. Radford what? Radford. West Virginia. Sorry, Roosters R- Creek. R- they don't do it in Roosters R- Creek. Well, there is no library in Roosters Creek. Yeah. It's just an old copy burned of Vogue. Up. Yeah. It's some, right. uh, it's some old uh, penthouse copies that you find out in the woods. Yeah. They got some wet issues of penthouse, an old <laughs> copy of Vogue,
0: and then the first half of a John Grisham book. Yeah. Somebody ripped ripped in half.
3: But nobody knows how it ended.
0: Yeah. Hey, man, how'd the firm end?
3: <laughs>
0: People down in the coal mines in, in West Virginia. Hey, Just, man, what happens in the firm?
3: You know how that firm ends? And the canary starts going off. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Yeah, I think we got a cave in, man. Let's get out of here. <laughs> One of the greatest moments ever, Don Rickles said "Um, when he on his album, Hello, Dummy. When he was uh, talking to somebody in the audience, the guy goes, uh, he's like, where are you from? And then you hear, you don't hear the answer. But and Rickles goes, Oh, you're Welsh, huh? Let me make you feel at home. Rort, rort, cave in. And that's it. And then he just <laughs> turns away from the guy and and moves on <laughs> to the next person. Let me make you feel at home. Rort, rort, cave in. And yeah, but the part that makes that funny the funniest part of that to me is let me make you feel at home (laughs) as if this is a comfort to this person that there's a cave in
3: (laughs) what record is that on
0: hello dummy okay
3: i gotta listen to that yeah
0: pat your library lock they locked the door
5: the issue is being locked being going to a library bathroom and having there be no lock—that's
0: what you're saying. No, I'm saying like, if you went to a, a library in, say Jersey City somewhere, yeah. Do you have to go get a key at the desk?
5: Let me think. Let me think. It's been a minute pre-COVID. It's, I haven't been a library in it's been a while. Been a while. I I think. I think so. I think they have um I mean I was two blocks from a library for so many years and I think they had some kind of key on a big piece of wood or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um what I That would I
0: for- be that would I just think I figured out my next career move. <laughs> Get this. Atashion coffee table book bathroom keys. <laughs> And it's just hot. it's it. it's a it would be high end photography of different gas station keys like with a you're going to stay
5: on that bestseller list that's for sure a
0: hubcap attached to it like 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 show all the things that are attached to gas station keys uh, office building keys any key to to gain access to a bathroom.
3: What was the biggest thing that you ever had attached to that key?
0: Like, like I'm sure some sort of auto part. Yeah. Not, a not incredibly heavy one, but sizable. I had a baseball bat for I had a mini baseball bat. I had a mini baseball bat attached to a bathroom key too. Yeah.
3: This was full and size it, though. You're talking about a full size, full size Louisville slugger. That's the dumbest bat. thing I ever heard in my life. Yeah. It's like giving a weapon. Mike?
1: Yeah, I'm thinking. uh, I'm pretty sure Bayonne doesn't even have a a key or a code on the bathroom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, Bayonne doesn't. Like, like if you went to, like, a Diffie Lube. Yeah. You don't think places like that are just kind of like, we just don't want anyone walking in and using the bathroom. We want a little bit of control over it.
1: Yeah, I, I've been to a Jiffy Lube. I, I didn't. I try not to time things that I have to use the bathroom. As a,
0: sure, no, I understand. That. An oil understand. change. Don't worry, <laughs> yeah. you don't want your own oil change <laughs> so, timing out with your vehicle's yeah. oil yeah. change.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I'm not thinking. Uh, when the last time I saw a big thing attached to a key, maybe at the yeah, when I was a kid, you know, the library. Uh, I don't know. Like a With gas them. station, though? You don't think a gas...
0: You haven't come across a good gas station?
1: Yeah, no. Gas station Customers bathrooms. only? Yeah. No. Not recently, would, anyway.
0: would you buy a Tashin book called Bathroom Keys?
1: No, I, I, I think it's a good <laughs> concept, you know? Um, like, a
0: high, like high-end, beautiful photography. Yeah of all the bathroom keys of all different types, a little hub cap, right? You got a hub cap, a little mini bat, full size bat. According to Jason, (laughs) full size Um, Louisville slugger, full size Louisville slugger, which I don't understand the idea. They think like, Hey, we're going to make sure you don't steal the key that you don't forget it.
1: Yeah, uh, Yeah.
3: I might beat you with this bat also. Yeah. Now, now I might rob your gas station. You are arming the person who has to go.
0: Yeah,
1: just charge in with the bad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a good concept for the for a book. I'm just thinking now. I, I remember I had to use the bathroom in a, a record store once, mm-hmm. and I think that had like a bunch of, you know, CDs. You know, it was it was kind yeah. of
0: like it was like, kind like of
1: cute. You know, it was on, like, on
0: brand. Yeah, yeah, it
1: was on brand. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that's, that's look, I got to find a couple of photographers to help me with, uh, this, uh, I hear good things about, uh, there's a, there's a hotshot, uh, photographer in Brooklyn that I hear good things about. Maybe I'll reach out to Mindy Tucker.
3: Oh, if only we had a
0: connection. If only we had a connection to see if I could get pictures of bathroom keys.
5: I could put you on to her assistant. Okay, thank, thank you, yeah. thank you, Mr. Mindy Tucker. She's uh, she's at South by Southwest right now, but uh, well, maybe okay. she can
0: see if there's any sweet bathroom keys. Get well, this the rolling.
5: There's
3: plenty. Yeah, there's got to be plenty of keys down there,
0: and people can call in and tell us about bathroom keys. Also, if you want to talk about that, and this topic might spill into next week, the bathroom key one. But tonight we're doing make me laugh, so let's just jump right into that pat do we have any calls
6: hi everybody tim heidecker here we have a brand new office hours that just came out of the oven we've got legendary psych rocker ty siegel and doug is back from down under good day good day and his mommy came with him mommy and gary loosenhop are here too alicia let me know that she finished the white album has thoughts on that so much more on this legendary episode of office hours Find us on your podcast app of choice, or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash officehourslive. So who are the animals? Because I don't well, smell
5: I don't them, them. Sure do. Here's line one.
0: Hello, Best Show. Hi,
2: Tom. This is Adam calling from Ocean Grove.
0: Hey, Adam. How are you?
2: I'm good. How are you tonight?
0: I'm Okay. Okay, a little, a little under the weather, but, you know, I'm here.
2: You've been doing, through a doing, lot. Lately.
0: Doing my thing.
2: Um, so I have uh, a story of something. I have two options. A story that appeals to your sense of justice that I think is probably a little funny. And then a story of something that where I embarrass myself that I think is sort of funny.
0: What's your name again, Chief? Adam. Adam. Well, Adam, you pick which one, but just remember, what's the topic?
2: Nate Tom laugh.
0: There you go. Which one is going to actually get Tom to not just go, hmm, yeah, that was that was an entertaining <laughs> story. Which one is going to get him to actually
2: laugh? I know. And which one on a good day is, is a challenge, so. Uh, all right. I'm sure. going to go, That's for sure. I'm going to go to, uh, appeal to sense of justice. Um, okay. so, uh, years ago, uh, this pertinent to the story, my wife and I went to Thailand when, uh, Obama was president. So we were not sort of in the, the mess that we're in right now. And, um, uh, we ended up going to a restaurant late at night and, uh, And we sat down and we passed this table where there's this kid who's pretty drunk and he was talking to some girl and we sat down and he just was going on and on about how he hates Americans. And, uh, and he was very loud and we're sitting there and we're trying to order our food and whatever. And all we can hear is, you know, I hate Americans. I hate Americans. Not, you know, and it's not anything about, um, know government or policy or whatever it's that he hates americans and uh and i think especially when you're abroad you never realize you never more sort of realize your uh identity than or the culture where you grew up in um
0: what what is this person saying that the americans are dumb slobs
2: nothing he's just saying that he hates americans okay and so we're sitting there and, uh, so after, after a few minutes of this, um, and my wife and I are growing sort of increasingly agitated, uh, I see she is, she has one of your, her utensils in her hand and her fork or spoon and she sort of slams it down on the table and I said, all right, it's me or her. So I get up and I go over to his table and, uh. And this kid is just blathering on, you know, that he hates Americans, he hates Americans. And I lean over the table and very quietly, and have my hands folded behind my back. And I said, "Listen, you dummy, I'm American." And immediately he starts backpedaling. Immediately he's like, oh, "I wasn't talking about you, mate. No, I was talking about the other Americans." Um, and and I said, and I said, "Listen, I'm American." I said, I said. And I feel like this is a very American thing to say. I said, you're welcome to have your opinion. You just need to do it quietly so I can't hear it at my table. And uh, so he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He's like, no, I was talking about other people, whatever. And this guy could not have folded harder. Um, big and, tough guy. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm 5'8". I'm, I'm a little dude. So this kid was just, it was an issue of this guy just being challenged. And he's running his mouth, and the moment he gets challenged, he immediately, he
0: molds like a uh, cheap camera.
2: Exactly.
5: Sorry, Tom, stand by one second. You're back on with line one. Hold on a second.
0: Hello?
5: Yeah, you're back on, Tom. Sorry for that. Oh, okay. That's all right.
0: That's all right. I want to thank you, Pat. So right he here. says, "No, no, it's not you. It's, it's yes. the other Americans." Yes.
2: Uh, so then I turn away from the table, and as I'm walking away, he mutters "P" at me, um, and
0: the the, and for, the five letter word that begins yes. with "P."
2: Yes. So after this kid has could not have have as you said like. Folded like a cheap camera uh, more heavily. He decided to <laughs> challenge me as I'm walking away. Um, mm-hmm. But, which is, makes for a less interesting stories, I gave it to him. I let him have it because he's sitting there. He's sitting there with this girl. This poor girl was like folding over in her chair, like so uncomfortable with the fact that I had come up to the table. Um, and I was like, I will let him have that to try to reclaim his night to reclaim whatever little shred of his ego he has, considering how much he just was, was apologizing to me. And uh, I sat down, but I kept eyes on that table and I was like, if that guy looks at me, if he comes, if he stands up and comes over here, I was like, you know, whatever we'll have to do. You're ready. You're ready to throw down. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I want to get into a fight in a foreign country, but, but certainly it's just like, whatever's going to happen, we'll deal with that. But I was like,
0: well, then that would make you very American actually. (laughs)
2: If <laughs> I started fighting someone in a foreign country, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but he nothing happened.
2: No, the exciting conclusion to the story is that he 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 thanked the owner as if he was like a, you know, fifty year old like a like a guy in like a a nice Italian restaurant, you know, just being like thank you so much, oh you're the best, whatever, and shaking his hand and everything like that, and then he saw himself out like five minutes later.
0: mm Hmm. Well, I like that story, and I wish you had um, closed it out with a little oomph there. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: You went out like a lamb. You went out like a lamb. (laughs) In like a line, you stand up at the table, Yeah, please keep your opinion to yourself. And then out like a lamb. The guy guy zings you on the way away from the table, and then...
2: Yeah, but it's a knucklehead thing to do, to turn around, just... He, he he was done, and he and he that was his. Oh, I'm not.
0: I'm not saying salvage, you were supposed to go to tussle with ego. him I'm not saying you go yes. tussle with him But I don't know what to tell you, my friend.
2: Yeah,
0: there was it's a, a, a it's a it's a it's a uh, an amusing story. But again, what was tonight's show about?
2: The, uh, appeal to charm, sense of justice. Come on. Uh, make Tom life.
0: Yeah, you you done chose wrong, Chief. Now get off my phone. <laughs> All right, give me another call, please. Hello, hello, best show.
7: Hi, best show.
0: Hi, best to Tom. whom am I speaking?
7: I'm uh, speaking to JM. JM in New York.
0: JM. In New York. Correct. Okay. How are you, JM?
7: And I'm uh I'm one of those uh long-time listeners, first time caller type guys.
0: Well, welcome to the program.
7: Thank you. Um and look, I will say you've uh since I moved here from Australia, you've given me many laughs over the last thirteen years. So the least I can do is try, mate.
0: Of course. And well, uh, are you are you a uh, New York resident, or are you visiting New York?
7: I'm a New York resident. I moved here 13 years ago, and about six months into that, someone put me on to the best show, and I've uh, listened ever since.
0: Amazing. That's amazing. Because uh, I'm hearing a little, is it Australian or New Zealand? It's Australian. Thank you. Thank you. Australian. Now, I'm it's hearing Australian. a little... Twinge, and I know it's look I apologize for overstepping about poking around in your history I, I just I apologize that's maybe not the most polite thing to do
7: Not at but, all not at all and you and you got it right with the Australian part if you'd led with the New Zealand part
0: well, and I know how you I know how New Zealand people feel about us being called Australian and exactly now I know about how Australian people feel about being Referred to as being New Zealanders,
7: <laughs> exactly. Not all New Zealanders are the headless chickens, you know. We have to um, look at this. This guy
0: already. He goes. He goes. He goes deep cut. Deep cut. Flying on reference <laughs> right off the bat, as if I couldn't love him more. As if I couldn't love you more, J.M. You go. You drop a head. He, he, he didn't. He didn't say the chills. He didn't say the clean. The bats. He didn't do the obvious one. Didn't even say tall dwarfs. He goes headless chickens. <laughs> are you going to say exactly. snapper? Are you gonna say snapper next?
7: Yes, I will. Are you going to drop us next? next? No, I'll stick with headless chickens because, let's face it, sometimes days seem to move just like a big fat man I'm on the best bad. lyrics. J.M., J.M., you're, you're, you're,
0: you're, you're blowing me away here. <laughs> now now tell me JM, um where in Australia uh did you grow up?
7: I, I grew up in the north actually. I grew up um in Queensland, what we call Queensland. Okay. And um and it's a bit warmer there. And then most of my kind of adult life I was in Sydney um up until I moved uh to New York about uh thirteen years ago. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm okay that so Sydney, um
7: kinda, you know my my grown-up life experience but i came of age up in uh kind of brisbane sunshine coast in
0: queensland sure sure and who's a, who's an australian hero of yours who who do you think embodies the best of australia oh wow that's really hard just First person to come across your mind doesn't have to be perfect. Wow. Um. Wow, this is Gary a, Gary well, Beers. Oh. You can say Gary Gary Beers from NXS. <laughs>
7: I'm not going to say Gary Beers from NXS. You know, I'll, uh, I'll be honest. The first the first thing that came into my mind, and this yeah. is kind of this is from my youth, um, was. And look, it's complicated. There's a complicated legacy there, but I'm going to go with it, was Peter Garrett from Midnight
0: Oil. Peter Garrett from Midnight Oil,
7: the, yeah, the
0: chrome-domed lead singer of Midnight Oil.
7: Yeah, that, like at 14 years old, that was, mm-hmm. that was very impactful in, 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 a, in a young whippersnapper's life. Sure, Very sure.
0: Were you, proud when, were you proud as an Australian when you would hear that they were popular worldwide?
7: Yes, yes, I was. I was.
0: And yeah. you felt that they were, they were kind of ambassadors for Australia.
7: Yes, indeed. That's Australia's cool. A funny, we're a funny little country, you know. We're a kind of weird mix of inferiority complex mixed mm-hmm. with delusions of grandeur.
0: Sure. Well, look, I I'm from New Jersey. I understand that you're from because everybody in New Jersey takes pride in well, not everybody, because now I know I'll get a uh, get uh, called on that. There's always the um when when somebody's from your backyard, you um you 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 root for them a little harder. Yep. This is like When 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 uh bruce springsteen the idea that he represents the state that's a pretty good deal
7: exactly it's
0: a pretty good deal john bon jovi less less so but still <laughs> still still decent decent enough sort
7: yeah exactly yeah I can so lie
0: that's all that's, that. well, that's interesting i'm glad that's that's very interesting to hear jam so what 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 led you to call the show tonight
7: I, I read the topic and I was like, you know what? As a story, I wanted to tell you, and 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 let's see, let's see. It might be it might come under the category of 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 maybe having a giggle at someone's misfortune if you put yourself in my shoes. So not not in a particularly sort of Schaden kind of way, but just uh, something that happened. Let's just say something that happened at work. So. Uh, a few years back, I used to work in um, in film and television, and I um, was doing a shoot as an actor in Melbourne, Australia. Well, um,
0: oh, I know who the, this is. I know who you are. No, you J.M. Not. This is not true. No, I'm nobody. Jason here. Momoa. It's Jason Momoa. <laughs> this is so exciting. We got Aquaman on the show. <laughs>
7: And What's up, I'm doing up this accent. I'm doing this accent as well. Exactly. So I may or may not be mm-hmm. no Momoa. So okay. we'll go with that. So I was, do- I was doing a show and I was doing, playing a, a character on, I believe it was a Stephen King um, miniseries for television called Crouch End. And I was playing the illustrious role of... Ratman number one okay so if you're rat man number one i'm Ratman number not number two
0: no that's what i'm saying they they could yeah. be there could be six there could be six rat man rat men <laughs> correct and you were you were Ratman number one that's very that was, it's, I'm it, it's saying something
7: it, it really is and um so if you can imagine um I mean, I guess in the casting I look a little for the um for the uh, prosthetics guys. They must have decided there was a base rat to work with. But there was a lot of prosthetics involved in, um, in creating the look for Ratman number one. And so we were filming outside in Melbourne and we were doing um, the, the unit, the set, was on a a giant football field. And because I had so much prosthetic to put on my face with Mm -hmm. fake teeth and contact lenses and a lot of ratish look and facial Mm -hmm. hair, um, I had to get there at about four o'clock in the morning. I was the first person on set in the prosthetics trailer. And so this would happen in the morning and you'd spend about two hours, you know, getting made up and, Obviously, you're sitting there. It's it's before uh, the sun has risen, and it's still dark. It's four o'clock sure. in the no, morning.
0: No, of course, no, you're 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 first up because you got somewhat You got to be ready for filming.
7: Exactly. They Got and a lot of rat
0: makeup. They got a lot of rat makeup to apply.
7: I'll say this. They, they do. Look, and, um and I'll say this so first I'm, of all,
0: JM. Yep. Maybe maybe there's a party that wants to go man, I don't love the idea that they looked at me and they were just like, there's Ratman number one. I know that that might hurt a little bit. But think about this. You know what would be worse than that? There goes the rat. They go, well, we found Ratman number one and he doesn't even need any makeup. <laughs> Imagine if you're just like, so how long, how long am I going to be in the chair for? And they're just like, the chair no you're good you just show up as is <laughs> that's true. we just tripped over the ultimate rat man
7: yeah they just stick the tail to my my uh, the back of my trousers yeah
0: they're just like you're one tail away from being ready for filming <laughs> this guy's camera ready
7: well that, that's actually helped me think that that's actually helped me look back on my rat man experience <laughs> With a little yeah. a little more pride, actually. Yeah. With a little more pride. Yeah, just anyway. that, they
0: didn't, that you, weren't, you weren't good to go would be, huh. well, one thing, this would be the worst version. You show up, audition, and for the audition, what did you have to go? Did you have to, like, <laughs> pretend you're a rat and, like, kind of skulk around the audition?
7: It was sort of like a rat man. So, yeah, there was some, you still had to be a man, but ratishly so. Mm-hmm
0: the do can you write this down as a topic for the show please um and i want you to take uh you can take first chair on this one not because of not because of anything worst worst auditions okay all right uh, not and not saying that they're bad auditions not saying i'm putting you in first chair because you have it's any 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 uh referendum on your talent or anything no but every everybody has bad auditions yeah
3: yeah now i've got about five stories i could share and that's that's why i'm putting you in the chair you're we'll
0: do that one in an upcoming show bad auditions cuz there's something so particularly fascinating about the idea that this guy goes into audition for ratman and then they're like they're like yeah that's our that's our rat Man. now jm <laughs> The worst version, this is this truly would have been the worst version. You go in, you start doing your rat man routine. They say, we got our rat man. And then you show up for makeup and they're like, well, we're going to have to make you look less rat like. That would have been <laughs> the absolute worst version is if they thought you were so rat looking when you showed up. That they that, that you were in the makeup chair for hours to try to make you look more like a more of the to bring out the man part of Rat Man. If they saw it, just like you had way too much rat coming through, exactly. that would be the worst version.
7: Yeah, and we're on set, and it's like take seven. Director's going, "Yeah, cut." It's still too much rat. He,
0: he's way too much rat. I, I asked for Rat Man. This guy's just rat. <laughs> come on let's put a put a a yankees cap on him or something anything that signifies what a human might wear (laughs)
7: exactly this is this is um it's becoming clearer and clearer as i look back so I, i anyway i'm in the chair i'm i'm having my rat applied and i'm there for a couple of hours and you know drinking coffee with the prosthetics crew and And of course, at that time of the morning, it's still dark outside and there's basically just the unit manager. Not many people have arrived yet. And Mm -hmm. at that time of the morning, if I can be delicate about it, there are certain calls of nature that perhaps coffee may even encourage. And so I had to take a small break from the prosthetics chair and and go outside in my robe and my Mm -hmm. rat makeup and look for a, uh, portable, uh, turlet. Yeah. The and
0: honey um, wagon. Hey, the, we call it the honey wagon.
7: There we go. Yeah, exactly. So I look out and, and there's one It's you know, on a trailer there's a, mm. and it's attached to the back of a, a vehicle and, um, it's still pitch black. And so I go up to the door and open the door and go inside the little honey wagon and there's no light. It's not sort of connected to any internal light, but that's fine. I've got my phone with me. So I create a little light with my phone and lock the door and, and, um, you know, and spend some private time there for a moment. And, and perhaps the best way to describe it is, uh, is just at the moment that I was at my, perhaps us as humans. Uh, or rats, are at our most relaxed and vulnerable. I felt a vibration in the honey wagon and the sound of a car starting and very quickly taking off, and I was in motion, moving, being towed.
0: They're they're towing away. See, you made me laugh a little bit. They're towing away the the bathroom that you're currently using.
7: Yeah, they really are. They're towing it away. I'm and you're dressed down. like a
0: rat. You're dressed like
7: a rat, man. Yeah.
0: And were you did you just start screaming?
7: Pretty much. But the problem was we were on a football field, so it was an uneven ground. So this thing bounced around. You're getting jostled, like yeah. I was on, like on the back of a bronching, uh, a, a bucking bronco or whatever, and Mm-hmm. And alarmed and also trying to, you know, pull myself together, so to speak. Anyway, yeah,
0: gather we, yourself.
7: Yeah. And I'm holding on inside this thing. Then it reached the edge of the um of the football field, found the kind of driveway to the road, and then it took off. And now I'm gaining speed in this thing mm. being towed behind a car. Anyway, long story shorter I forced the door open. I'm trying to get the driver's attention. It's still mm-hmm. sort of dark. I'm flashing my uh, phone. Eventually, he mm-hmm. pulled up at a set of lights. I flung the door open. I crouched down. And I, um, I'll never forget the look in his eyes as he caught me in the rear, rear vision. Mirror. And, uh,
0: and he saw a rat coming at him.
7: And he saw a rat, rat man. He saw a rat in a toilet that shouldn't have been there. And
0: And, what was um, their excuse? This is a great story. What was their excuse? They were just throwing it away?
7: They were moving to another location. So we were shooting in two locations that day. And that Mm -hmm. was not a a honey wagon that was meant to stay on that particular set. Mm
0: -hmm. And he made a mistake.
7: Yeah. And so we pulled up at the lights. I got out of the toilet and explained to this guy. He left. his one guy there, so I could jump in, and he drove me back. And I mm-hmm. saw the guy that he left by the side of the road jump on his uh, phone, and I knew it was going to be la- both of them laughing, and I knew it was mm-hmm. going to be a tough day on the set. Because now and you,
0: were known was, as, you were known as the goofball who got stuck in the, 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 yeah. the toilet that got towed away yeah yeah rather than this guy knocking on the door to just see if anyone's in there like you're supposed no. to do yeah that you're the you're the you're the you're the comic relief you're the you're the you're the buffoon that day on set
7: and and I was and I was for the rest of that shoot I had about five days as a rat and and there was no listen there wasn't hold on a second how many available? days
0: did you shoot as a rat on this thing? <laughs>
7: about five days five
0: that's the funniest yeah. part of this whole story what, <laughs> on what planet did it take five days to be a rat did you have dialogue
7: yeah i did have dialogue yeah and what were some, you saying some, like right, uh, it, something not not very you know not not very germane to the storyline or the narrative but there was some mm-hmm. sort of, you know, like, hey, over here, sort of, you know, that sort of, mm-hmm. you know, incidental sort of. Is that of your
0: American voice?
7: Oh, yeah. It was American production. Yeah.
0: So you're going like, let me hear a little bit of an American's rat man.
7: Okay. That was. Uh, it's uh, um Okay. I, now, I can't remember the actual line. Don't
0: that worry. Just right. approximate it.
7: Yeah. Um, you're going to have to go over there. Us rats wow. are not going to
6: stand up for this. I just that is
0: that is listen. that is exactly what Americans <laughs> sound like, J.M. I'm not joking. You're gonna have to go over there. <laughs> <laughs> like everything is very just like well, how would you describe the American accent? Is it just very like flat? It's,
7: it's, it's, it's flat. It's enthusiastic.
0: It's okay. Enthusiastic and flat.
7: Yeah. yeah. Over you're going to have
0: to go over there. That's not the way through. Hey, what do you think you're doing, buddy? Yeah, that's it. Exactly. That's yeah, it. no, I'm American. I, I know that's it. I'm actually American. You're the one yeah, who I should that's say true. that's it to because you're not. Hey, look here, uh, buddy.
7: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's, that's wow. Well, JM, I'm going to say this: you made me laugh. You made me laugh, oh, JM. mate.
7: That's that's a treasure. I loved your you book. You gave me a gift. You gave me a gift,
0: and I appreciate it. Your sweetheart. How long are you? How long are you planning to be in the states?
7: It's home now, mate. It, it really oh, is amazing.
0: home now. Yeah, it's home. that's so that's so uh, that's so cool to hear. I'm glad you uh, found a new home.
7: Uh, that's great, man, and thank you for your book. That's a great gift for us. Oh, you're I you're very
0: that. sweet. You're very sweet to say that. Well, hopefully we cross paths at some point, James. You seem like a uh, a cool person.
7: Cheers, mate. Well, chin up, okay. Take care. Thanks. Okay. Bye, bye.
0: That's a good. Not there. That's that's one of the best calls. That's that's one of the best calls on the best show. Right. That's a great one. Let's do line five. Hello, Best Show.
8: Hey, Tom, it's Mike in Baybridge here. Uh, been listening for years, and I thought it was time I called in. So uh, so here goes. Uh-huh. I, got, uh, I, I, I got one for the topic. Okay. Okay, well, first let me say is, um, as we start to see the light at the end of the tunnel that is the winter of 2022, I... I think we are in need of deep reflection upon what we've learned and also what we've lost as we search for that connection to one another, that connection that helps us find that, um, that uh, I want to say Mason. No, I mean uh, that sense of place. That Place, a sense of place. Yeah. Hey, this is Mike, (laughs) Mike. Uh,
0: He said sense of place. Um, Yeah. Hey, Bruce Springsteen. What's up?
8: I got you. You didn't think there was going to be something funny in there, did you?
0: What do you mean? Sense of place?
8: No, I did. I did a line from that movie that you you guys are. Oh, that you did. I
0: want to say Mason. Yeah. No, that's That was funny.
8: Oh, see, I made you. But I didn't make you laugh, though, did I? No,
0: it it was funny. It was funny. It didn't make yeah. me laugh. I'm a hard. I'm a hard, hard laugh. But it was. It was. It was good. I appreciate the effort. But not great. No, it was. It was. It was. It was great. No, you don't. Again, that. that. No, no, I. I can. I can admit it. It was. It was great. I just. It didn't. It, it's. It's a challenge to make me laugh. I'll be the first to admit. All
8: right. All right. Well, the recording uh, has stopped. this meeting is being recorded what
0: hold hold on uh mike
8: wait is that that i told john landau i didn't want to record any of the meetings anymore after what i said about that guy and i'm afraid it's going to get out there
0: no that's a different kind of recording don't worry
8: okay all right
0: so yeah how are you doing
8: Good. You know, I'll tell you, I know I say this before, but when you remember who I am, it's a better feeling than when I think back to the birth of all my children.
0: You really? Well, that's that's a pretty extreme statement.
8: Well, because... you know, you're the best at what you do. There there's nobody better. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so nice of you to say. Yeah, what what you do requires Actual talent, I mean, I'm just up there dicking around for three hours a night, pretty much playing musical grabass
0: well, I wouldn't say that bruce that's not That's not fair. Mm. I think what you do is is amazing well thank you, and I, you know- and I just said earlier to a caller from Australia there was just a point there's a point of pride when when you were an ambassador to New Jersey.
8: Oh, man, thank you. That means a lot. That means a lot. You know, pe- people don't know that I I still get really nervous up there. You do? I do. And, um, you know, to kind of combat that, I, I dilate my pupils so I can't see the audience.
0: What do you mean? You, like, blur your vision?
8: Yeah, you know how, like, when you go get an eye test, sometimes you got to dilate them. You've got you to kind of... Uh, and make them out of focus, and then you're kind of screwed up for a couple hours?
0: Sure, sure, yeah, that's what happens at the optometrist, yeah.
8: Well, I I have an optometrist who travels with us on tour.
0: Why Why do they travel with you?
8: So I could, so he can dilate my pupils, you know, like if, if I'm up there on stage and it's like hour two and I'm starting to be able to see again, I just pop over to his side of the stage and he fogs me.
0: He fogs you. <laughs> that's, so that's what you call it?
8: That's what he calls it. Yeah, he said that's the, that's the medical term for it.
0: The medical term for dilating your pupils is for you to get fogged?
8: Yeah, yeah, get fogged.
0: Yeah, I never heard that. But look, you learn something new every day, I guess, huh? Yeah,
8: yeah. Hey, remember a few weeks ago when I said sometimes I get ideas out of nowhere, like, like Bill from Night Shift?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
8: Well, the the other day I had an amazing surefire money-making idea.
0: Okay. Well, can you
8: share it with us? I got two words for you. Are you ready? Yes. Fried salad.
0: Fried salad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell me more about how fried salad would be uh, a huge money-making idea.
8: Well, that's the thing. I, I don't know what it is, but it's very uh, intriguing, right? Right?
0: Mm-hmm. Like, so you just it, think that fried salad. You don't have any context for that. You just you just feel in your bones that that's a concept.
8: Well, like, well, like you know, it it hits your health button. That's the salad part, but it, uh-huh. it's fried, so it also hits your skank button
0: your i i didn't know we had skank buttons in us
8: we all we all uh ever been to church that's that's right in the 10 commandments Ye shall not uh uh mess with uh thou's skank button
0: uh-huh i don't know if that's yeah. if that's that's literally a, a a biblical quote
8: i don't know look um Look, I don't. I don't have time to devote to the R and D for something like this, but I'd be more no. than willing to lend one of my songs to the ad campaign.
0: Okay, so it wouldn't be. You would be willing. Would it be like billed as Bruce Springsteen's skank button?
8: Oh come on, no.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I meant Bruce Springsteen's fried salad, not skank. Yes. We all have a skank button. You can't advertise that.
8: No, you can't. You got to let someone just just find out about it.
0: Or what if the ad said Bruce Springsteen's fried salad, and then it's just like a little little picture of you on the packaging with a little cartoon bubble coming out of your mouth saying like, fried salad presses my health button and my skank button.
8: Writing this down. Button. I love it, that's great. And I, I I was thinking, um I don't know, just you know, at the top of my head here, just kinda of riffing. You know, a song could be something like, um, Rosalita, try a fried salad, Senorita, come sit by my salad. Sounds like I'm shoehorning, doesn't it?
0: Sounds like you're jamming the words in a little bit yeah. to make that one work.
8: Yeah. I can workshop the heck out of this and make it much more natural. I'll just have to come back to that one. But mm. I, I love that i we've discussed it. Um
0: hey, mm. did you see well, the Do you want else? me to pitch you can I pitch can I pitch you uh, something? Sure. Okay. <laughs> hey little girl, do you are you? hey little girl, is your appetite on? Do you want to get something nice and warm? Yeah. I got a strange desire. Whoa,
8: The salad's fried. I love it, but like we discussed a couple weeks ago, I'm not sharing that publishing with Midas Mufflers.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. Remember? Yeah. How about this? Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. I'm riding in my car. Boom, 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 boom. I want some food don't 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 i want something healthy and but you want something that presses your skank button well that's all see now i'm shoehorning never mind
8: yeah yeah that's a lot of words it's weird like that's a
0: lot of words. words it's not easy yeah, what cool. you me do me bruce either. no yeah
8: yeah um
0: i just learned i just learned firsthand you
8: did it's it's not a easy. workshop yeah Oh well, let's come back to that. Did you hear that they found Shackleton's ship at the bottom of the Antarctic? No, they did. Yeah, yeah. They found it. It was the big story in the in the Times. You know, they they found the wreck, and the wreck happened like a hundred and six years ago. So unfortunately, there was only one survivor.
0: Wait, there was a survivor
8: on it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Oh, that's insane. I didn't hear that.
8: Yeah. Yeah, one of the dudes lived. Um, he was apparently a stowaway. And I think his name was Mickey, and he survived on ice and um, ice water.
0: For how long?
8: I don't know, uh, 106 yeah. years.
0: So they just found a dude named Mickey who is, I'm assuming, at his youngest Assuming I'm just going to round all the way down and say he was a 10 year, ten ten years old when he was a stowaway, still right. very young for a stowaway. Right. So he's a hundred. They found a 116 year old man. Yes. Who's been living on, <laughs> on ice
8: and ice water
0: and ice water. Okay. Guess
8: what his, his body fat was. What? Negative one.
0: Well, that, that actually makes perfect sense. I don't know how he could have any body fat.
8: Yeah, he went in. His his body fat went in. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, that's that's a wild story. I didn't hear that.
8: Guess how long his beard was when they found how, him? How long? Eight Billy Gibbons's.
0: Wow, that is that's some kind of beard. Eight Billy Gibbons' worth of beard.
4: Yes, yeah.
0: Yeah, wow. Well that's a that, that's uh that's a real a real gift to humanity. So I, I say God bless you, Mickey.
8: I love it, yeah. You know what's weird? Like I'm I'm a beach guy. Like I you know, I'm pretty much known as the beach guy of rock and roll, but I never loved being on boats.
0: Okay, you just don't actually like the the sensation of being on a boat. No. What don't you like?
8: I know it's a cliche, but I'll be honest. Jaws did my head in.
0: Wow! So for that long, you've been you've had a fear of boats.
8: Well, it it got better, but I I was afraid of of boats and water. You know, for like five years. You know, and I I Mm -hmm. smelled so bad because I I, I stayed away from all water. So I really stunk, and people were starting to call me Gross Springsteen.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, because, yeah. But you got over it.
8: I did, and I hated that nickname. I thought it was weak, and I tried to get them to call me Bruce Stinkstein, but it didn't take. No, I would actually
0: agree with you on that. Even if my... If that, if that was my nickname, if, if my name was Bruce Springsteen and people started calling me Gross Springsteen, I'd be just like, can you come up with something a little more on point?
8: I know, but it didn't take. Like, like when you tried to get your friends to call you Rockin' Dr. Cool in community college.
0: Yeah, it didn't take. <clears throat> you no.
8: want to tell us what they did call you? What's that? Do you want to tell us what they did
0: call you? Do you want me to say it? Yes. You're really going to make me say it?
8: I looked it up on your wiki,
0: yeah. Yeah, toilet man. (laughs) Really like that, huh, Bruce?
8: I do, yeah. It makes me laugh. But, you know, like I said, I I did overcome that fear of boats on the water. And my my shrink said that in order to take the fear out of something, we need to become it or we have to become have to let it become part of us.
0: Okay, so uh, how did you what how did you specifically utilize that to to overcome your fear?
8: He said one of the ways people do that is to get a tattoo that reminds us of the fear and helps us minimize that fear, so I did that. You got a tattoo I did, yeah, and i i didn't get I didn't want to get one of those predictable jaws tattoos that people always get, you know the the shark coming out uh, you know coming up through the water uh, sure, sure. The shark's view of the lady's legs from underneath.
0: Yeah, you wanted to come up with a new, uh, like a like a, a a Jaws image that was not really well used.
8: Exactly. Yeah. And and what what like did the, you do? What, like which the, one did nothing you? Like, nothing like those two that I mentioned, you know, or Mrs. Kintner slapping the shit out of Brody's face.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
8: huh. So. So I got a tattoo of what I think most sane people would agree is the second greatest line ever uttered in a film. Number one, of course, being Brian Doyle Murray's unparalleled delivery of we like to send out a mailer in National Lampoon's Vacation. Uh, so I, I got the iconic line from Jaws when the shark is circling the orca and it takes a big bite out of the boat. And the shark says, uh, this boat needs to be a way bigger.
0: Yeah, you really capture the nuance of the acting with that, too. Thank you. It was a very subtle performance. Not an easy place to get to. And I really think you, you 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 have a feel for that. Like, you have a real feel for drama.
8: Thank you, thank you. And, you know, it's interesting. The shark says that because the boat tastes so good. That's the main through line for all those Jaws sequels.
0: Is that the boat tastes so good?
8: Yeah, yeah. See, word had already gotten around in the shark world that there was this new boat up above that tasted better than all the other boats they ever crunched up. Uh-huh. Yeah, so when so when they blew up the shark, all the other sharks assumed, maybe rightfully, that the Orca was a super tasty ship. Otherwise, they wouldn't have tried so hard to keep the shark away from it. And then... From then on, the goal of all the sharks in the sequels was to find this mythical nobu of fishing boats.
0: Yeah, this tasty boat.
8: Yes, yeah. Yeah, I've done my research. Now you do yours.
0: Well, that is very interesting. They could have called the movies, like Jaws 3, Quest for the Tasty Boat. Right. And done it more from the shark's point of view, that would be something else.
8: I would like that. Yeah. 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 Hey, you know what's 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 kind of happening inside my brain right now?
0: What's that, Bruce?
8: That the boat talk we just did has given me a great movie idea.
0: Okay. What's the movie idea?
8: Right. Well, it could be a whole franchise and the and, and, and the, the name of it The Fleas Family Robinson.
0: Wait, the the what?
8: Fleas Family Robinson. I don't know. Maybe it's it's a family that works in the erotic film world, and their boat gets lost, and they shipwreck somewhere, and I don't know, maybe there's natives, maybe they find a a baseball glove from another dimension in a cave, and that leads to a whole alternate reality. It kind of writes itself, right?
0: yeah it really does. I mean the idea of just all you need to say is like a baseball glove from another dimension and and it just like you just sit back and then see what what how it writes itself
8: yep oh yeah, absolutely
0: that's one of those ones where I would say if you were writing, you'd almost feel like like some sort of higher power was working through
8: you absolutely yeah and yeah, you're I'm you're almost favorite. a spectator. I'm a receiver at that point.
0: Yes. You're just, you're all you are is a conduit.
8: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Hey, check this out. So
0: yeah, Bruce,
8: last night I was watching that that old show, Adam 12,
0: an old cop show from the seventies. I mean, I I don't, I never saw it. I I know of it though.
8: Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, it was this episode where Mickey Dolenz plays a motorcycle hood. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you, man. Mickey is the best. I've I've had so many great times with him over the years. And, I, you know, I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say a bad word about him. Same, uh-huh. with, uh, same with Gary Shandling. Th- those two are just untouchable.
0: Yeah, those are the ones that nobody can, can come up with a single thing, eh?
8: That's right. That's right.
0: Well look, you know, look I uh, personally I had a I had a, a little I had a, a minor incident with Mickey Dolan that I would consider water under the bridge at this point. But um Gary Shandling not so much. He uh he went out giving me the business and that that one didn't end that one didn't get righted. Well, you got can
8: settle it in heaven, right? Someday
0: I guess I guess we could settle it in heaven someday.
8: I think so. Hey, look, but but I know this is a bad look for the boss, but man, Kent McCord, the guy that played um Officer Jim Reed on Adam 12. Yeah. Maybe the least charismatic TV star of all time.
0: Hold on a second. You're saying that Kent McCord from Adam 12? Yeah. Is is not wildly charismatic?
8: Yeah, yeah. No offense to the man, but he he makes Jay Farrar look like nineteen seventy eight Robin Williams on Carson, following a Tom Waits after party in the back room of Doug Weston's Troubadour.
0: <laughs> they always mention. They always got to mention as if like the Troubadour wasn't enough for Doug Western.
8: I Doug Weston. Right? Yeah what's this guy's deal?
0: Yeah. Like people would be just like, "Hey, we're going to the Troubadour tonight." And he's just like, "They don't say my name. This is this is so hurtful." And everybody oh. else is probably just like, "Doug, Doug, we got lines down the street of people waiting to get in here. I what know. are you so mad about?"
8: Right, right. And the same the same thing happened happened in uh in the movie Gimme Shelter. Remember that? They lose the one spot to have, have the free show, and then the guy with the Speedway, he comes on all strong and like you can do it at my place, and, and they arrange for it to be at the Altamont Speedway, and he keeps going, make sure you call it Dick Carter's Altamont Speedway.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I'm going to say one of the best things that ever happened to Dick Carter yeah. is that people disregarded him when he demanded the branding for the Altamont show.
8: It's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, uh, Kent McCord's, uh, his character's name in, in, in Adam 12, as I said uh, earlier, was officer Jim Reed. It's like one of those, those uber generic, uh, names for one of those Elvis movie characters.
0: Yeah. Officer Jim Reed.
8: Yes. So, I go to Kent's wiki page, Tom, he was yep. in five of those Elvis movies.
0: Kent McCormick.
8: Kent McCormick! Show him some respect!
0: Uh, Kent McCormick.
8: Yes, yeah. It was just background okay. shit, but you know.
0: Oh, Okay. So he did, he, he appeared in some Elvis movies. That's that's kind of cool.
8: He did, yeah. You know, what's interesting about, about this particular Adam-12 episode is that the motorcycle racing scenes must have been shot in Korea. Why is that? Well, it's the same exact locations as that war documentary series that we ran during that same time called MASH.
0: Yeah, I don't know if MASH was filmed in Korea, though. I think MASH was filmed... Right here in Los Angeles.
8: Well, I guess we could argue about that all night.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if it, I don't know if that argument would take all night, though, Bruce.
8: Okay, okay, all right, that's fair enough. Hey, remember when I was talking about those tapes of songs I found in the '90s that were kind of written in decidedly non-boss genres? Yes. Well, <laughs> I found another tape from that era.
0: Okay, what what's it all about?
8: Remember, Quiet Storm music. Sure. Kind of like laid back, smooth, romantic R and B. Hmm. Well, I tried my hand at that big time. When it was hot.
0: Okay, you really?
8: I did, yeah.
0: Okay, what was what was the goal to do an album of Quiet Storm potentially? I,
8: I did a whole album, and I found the tape and these song titles. <laughs> oh my god!
0: Like what? Let's let's hear some of them.
8: No way!
0: Come on, Bruce.
8: No way! Just give
0: us a just give us a couple. Come on.
8: All, all right.
0: Because um, Quiet Storm is generally like. Who would be some of the biggest artists for that?
8: Well, like like, uh,
0: like Anita Baker.
8: Yeah, maybe like Luther Vandross, stuff like that. That kind of sure. thing. All right, so uh, all right, here we go. Uh, feel my fire. Uh, need that thing. Uh, love runs deep. Feel my flame. Let's make a sheet tsunami. The naked truth. Uh, feel my thunder want to get on that? Let me do you feel my fire some more. Let you do me. Uh, I'm beating them off with a stick. That one got messed up at the studio when they miswrote down the title. And when Yentikoff saw it, what he he thought was the title, he went ballistic. Uh, Basically what happened was they left off the parenthetical with a stick. So it was, you know, you can imagine what it was Yeah,
0: Yeah, was. No, that, that he thought it was much more uh, raunchy.
8: Exactly, yeah. So Walter calls up and he barks at me. If I wanted porno rock, I'd have signed Gigi Allen when I first heard Slept in the City. hmm Yeah.
0: It, yeah, which is a refrain that you heard from a lot of music executives, I'm sure, over the years.
8: All of them, yeah. Yeah, Doug Morris at Atlantic, he really wanted, he, he wanted that bad.
0: Okay, so a lot of, a lot of, I'm noticing in these song titles, Bruce, yeah. a lot of feeling of fire
4: happening.
8: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you need to to feel the flames of passion at all times. Mm. But I'll tell you, the, the weirdest song on this tape is called Next Level Love.
0: Okay. What is next level love like?
8: Well, Tom, I, I know I severely endangered my standing as your all-time bestie when I said the S word earlier. I could feel it in your voice. Okay. Um, But can, can I drop a super minor F bomb if I do it real quiet? Uh, all right. Or can I substitute a word for it? Substitute a word for it, Bruce. All right. How, how about tapping? Okay. Alright, it was something like, you know, super slow too, like, Lady, we've been there for each other Through the good times and the bad And there's one thing I know for sure We gotta be tapping If I'm ever getting out of the friend zone
0: Wow, that's that's, a... Well, look, first of all, vocally, vocally, that's an interesting song. A lot of interesting vocal choices for you.
8: I was getting out there.
0: Yeah. Like, like, usually don't hear like you do a little, like, you don't get that usually with your singing.
8: Well, yeah, I mean, I I needed something else. It's like, I looked in the mirror and I said, boss, we're not in Candy's room no more. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's where it took me, right?
0: Took you, It took you to some interesting places.
8: It absolutely, oh, no.
0: Wait, well, what's wrong? What's wrong?
8: Oh, no.
0: Bruce, what's wrong?
8: Well, I guess what they say about the best show being the number one podcast of New Jersey's honorary police deputies is true.
0: Oh, I don't, okay, I don't like that, but why? What's going on?
8: Well, I forgot that Kent McCord lived here in Monmouth County back in the 80s. Uh-huh. And his honorary sheriff title grants him the right to perform the same duties that active cops can. Okay. And that that apparently includes cuffing my wrists to my haunches and dragging my sweet ass to the hut.
0: Because you said he was not charismatic?
8: Yes. Yeah, he's still taking offense to it, I guess. I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't know he was alive. Oh, man. So you you know, you're Tom, being
0: arrested. Bru- Bruce, this is, look, this is not going to stand said, up in court.
8: He said it's hate speech.
0: Well, maybe, maybe that's true.
8: It might be, but you know, Tom?
0: What's that, Bruce?
8: No offense, but I've never even set foot in a jail before I met you, and now I can't stay out of them.
0: Yeah, you've really starting to starting to put together a real criminal record there, huh?
8: I am. I, it's so weird. At seventy three, who would have thought?
0: Yeah. Well. Oh man! All right.
8: Well, well Look, it, it looks like I might be going for a little bit. Tell Patty I'm playing Wacky Packages over at Rachel Bolin's
0: again. Okay. Uh, okay, I'll tell I'll tell Patty you're hanging out with Rachel Boland from Skid Row.
8: All right, thank you, my man.
0: <laughs> again, again. Uh, well, best of luck to you, Bruce.
8: All right, Officer McCoy, I'll be, I'll, I'll just, well, I can't really walk, so I guess I'll just kind of roll behind you. All right, Tom, mm, later Dave. Okay. Uh, bye-bye. Wow.
0: Bye, bye. That's crazy. That's crazy. Bruce Springsteen yet again calling the show. Um. Let's see. Pat, we Sorry. got any other calls?
5: Yeah, we got uh, the Full House.
0: Full House. Give me, give me uh, who's been on hold the longest, please.
5: Okay, we got fifty-five minutes. Let's do uh, it. Hello, Best of Luck, you,
0: Hello, hi, Best Show.
9: Bested how you doing?
0: Good, good. How are you? To whom am I speaking?
9: Rick' <clears throat> calling from Upstate New York.
0: Rick? Eric. Eric. What's up, Eric? You sound you sound very uh uh determined. You sound like you you sound like the kind of person that doesn't suffer fools. Is that fair to say?
9: You know? Like Mike would say, straight shooter?
0: Yeah, yeah, like Mike would say, straight shooter. Um The recording
8: has stopped.
0: Recording stopped. Okay. Um. So, I will say this to you, uh, Eric. What do you got for me?
6: Well, um,
9: have you ever bid on like an auction site or some type of thing like that? And I'm then, like eBay. As, yeah. Yeah, like eBay.
0: Yeah. And as soon as what?
9: As soon as somebody outbids you, you are just so thankful and relieved because you never should have been doing that anyway.
0: Oh, oh my god, have I experienced that. That is you you're tapping into a very unique subtle subtle experience when you're just like it's like a splash of cold water of reality across your across your face.
9: you got to play a little bit, but you didn't actually have to spend any money or.
0: Exactly. It's like getting out of a casino. It's like getting out of, it's like breaking even at a casino after playing for a while, though. I missed part of what you're saying. I missed part of what you're saying there, buddy.
9: Better than actually winning the thing. Yeah.
0: Right. Okay. So what happened?
9: time that we spoke, I got all excited and uh, I guess I was the only person to bid but I guess um, I now own six ties and four belts that supposedly belong to Don Rickles.
0: Hold on. So you're on the wrong end of it then? You bid on something and then won it because your phone was cutting out for, for a minute there.
9: I'm sorry, is that better?
0: Oh, that is better. So, Eric, you bid, because there was a Don Rickles estate auction a few uh, weeks ago, a month or so ago. You bid right. on some belts and ties?
9: Yeah, I called in and we were talking about it and looking at it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, that's right. And you, bid, going through you bid on some
0: belts and ties and you won.
9: One bid and that was it. Nobody wanted them, I guess.
0: So you were praying that somebody else would slide in there and so you didn't have to own any of Don Rickles' ties?
9: I guess so. I mean, I just kind of assumed that there would be more than the, you know, intro bid. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Can we talk about how much you paid?
9: Um, a couple hundred bucks.
0: For how many items?
9: It was two items. One was six ties, and the other one was, I believe, four belts. And I still haven't actually gotten them because the auction company does not ship, and they are in L.A.
0: Sounds like somebody needs somebody to run by and pick them up, and then maybe... Keep a tie as as uh, the cost of uh, the price of doing business.
9: Should I send you their address?
0: I'll say this. Six belts and four ties.
9: I think it was the other way around, but they're kind of ties ties and
0: four belts. (laughs) Yep. Six ties and four belts. This is what I'll say to you. What seems fair? What seems fair to you if I run over and pick that stuff up?
9: Um one or two belts and two or three ties.
0: That's a little I I'm gonna say this on your behalf. That's a little steep. One and one. Done. Yeah, that seems a little steep. I want to be fair to you. You have my email.
9: I probably find it.
0: Yeah, hit me up. We'll, set we'll this do. Up. I'm serious we'll do. about this. I'll run. I'll run over and pick it up.
9: That's I'll mail you your even,
0: belts and ties back.
9: And you get you get first dibs then, right? You're I, get get dibs. The I get first dibs.
0: I get first dibs. Yeah, on a, And then I get to show up at like a, a thing wearing one of Don Rickles ties.
9: Yeah, that's oh, why I, right I did it. And I, I was like, all right, now I have to like frantically search for pictures of him where he's wearing these things
0: mm-hmm. to
9: prove it. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, buddy, hit me up. I'm not joking. I'll go over and pick up your your uh, belts and ties and then it I'll have a Don Rickles it. tie. And then the people see me wearing a Don Rickles tie at a thing.
9: What a deal. I think we can make that happen.
0: And then I'll ship them out
9: to you. I got one other thing I want to tell you about.
0: What do you got, my friend?
9: Um, You're serious. You're not going to wait.
0: You're not going to. You're not. You're going to follow up on this, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Now I want this tie.
9: Yeah, we're doing it. All right. Yeah. Well, hit me up on Twitter. You can hit me up on Twitter.
0: No you just tweet at me and go, hey, Tom, it's Eric. I'm not,
9: I'm not on Twitter. How about Instagram? Hit me up on Instagram. Sounds good.
0: Message me on Instagram. I
9: love it. I love it.
0: So what do you? else you got for me?
9: Well, I was going to say I'm, I'm excited about the uh, – the new book club. I'm a Knicks fan, so mm-hmm. those are some, yeah. uh, some wild years. I'm going to read this one.
0: They are, the because the, the Besho Book Club, the next installment is called The Garden. What is it called?
9: Blood in the Garden.
0: Blood in the Garden.
9: The flagrant the history, new York I think.
0: Nation. The flagrant history of the 1990s New York Knicks. I will say this. As I started reading this book, it made me sad. Why? Because I know I know what happens. Ugh. I mean, look—they tell you right in the beginning of the book. They tell you right in the beginning, and it ain't—it ain't hard to read. It's not like I have any spoiler that they don't win a championship. It's kind of public knowledge. Um, but it's making me a little sad because I remember all the suffering through those years. Um yeah but i I'm also into it
9: it's good
3: It's a good yeah. book so far,
9: and you remember thinking like that one year like they're gonna play Houston, we got this one. This is our one chance. no way
0: you mean in ninety four
9: yeah like the it's like the one time it wasn't you know Jordan yeah, yeah <laughs> well,
0: I know it was not not fun, a whole lot of not fun. A whole lot of not fun. Bleeping I just read rockets. a book. I Rock, believe in rockets. Of all the teams, the Rockets slid in there and won two championships before Jordan came back. The Rockets. Yep. Look, Elijah Jawan is ama- is amazing. All time greats. Just a watching Elijah Wan play. Hakeem Olajuwon, total thing of beauty. His 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 footwork. Next level, great! I'm never gonna, never gonna put him down, but the rest of that team was just a gr- such a group of bums and a group of n- nobodies, which I guess makes sense. The Knicks were ultimately a group of nobodies too, so it's fair. Yeah,
9: well, that's exactly what they sh- everyone should have been saying about the Knicks when when you know they won, <laughs> but
0: yeah, well, God bless everybody. Well, I'm going to read. I'm going to finish the book hopefully in the next week, and then we'll do another uh, Best Show Book Club. Uh, we'll also do the final episode of So Far. It's coming up. I had to postpone because I had COVID. Boy, oh boy, I'm going to say that. Not fun. Don't get it. If you can avoid it, don't get it. It's not good.
9: I'm still right, trying but, not to. What's that? I am still trying not to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Keep trying. Keep trying. Yeah. Don't get it. All right, buddy. Hit me up and we'll I work think. out the ties. We'll do. Have a good night. Okay. You too. That's the best opportunity I ever got. This guy's gonna. This guy's gonna throw me a couple of ties, and maybe I lowballed him on the for myself on the thing. I just want something. I'm not in it to take this guy to the cleaner. He's the one who paid for all of it. I'll run over and pick it up and I'll get a tie. One of Don Rickles ties and one of Don Rickles uh, belts. I'm being told, uh, there's a friend on line six is what I'm being told. Pat, can you give me line six, please? And I also want to say tonight, we are going to end the show early. We have some personal circumstances, uh, Pat, you tell me when. Tell me when uh, when you got a boogie, and we'll and we'll time out the remaining calls. How many calls do we have
5: left, Pat? After this, we have three.
0: We'll take these three calls and then wrap it up. Unfortunately, we. It's just the reality of things, real life, and you know. Look, I'm not feeling great either. Still, my my health is still. Uh, it's up and down. I gotta just say the energy, the uh, the uh, fatigue. That's a challenge, man. We're up and down, so we're all doing the best we can. We're getting stronger in real time. So I'm gonna go back to the phones. Best show. Hello. Hey, Tom. It's Jeff. Oh my god. Oh my god. As I live and breathe, this is this is this is one of the this is one of the uh, this is one of the gets. In the biz one of the gets this is a this is a top director a guy who's directed uh, some of the biggies whether it be a uh, whether it be a a, a a David fair or a uh, or, or a, 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 a or a Daniel Johnston or a JT Leroy he doesn't. He direct. Look. He can he can he direct actors? Of course he can. He directs them all the time. It's not a thing. Hmm. But the trick is, you go take, you go talk to one of these. You to go talk to Martin Scorsese. Oh, you got a great performance out of Robert De Niro. Oh, whoop do? It's Robert De Niro. This guy's pulling Robert De Niro level performances out of people who ain't Robert De Niro. I'll tell you that. That's you
6: don't think, the you don't trick. You think Chuck? What, you don't think Chuck? You don't think Chuck Wepner was was Robert De Niro?
0: No, I'm saying you made you made Chuck <laughs> Wepner you made Chuck Wefner feel and and look like Robert De Niro on the screen. You did the best thing, you did the nicest thing you could have ever done for that guy is making him look making him look like a champ. Literally made him look like a champ. This is Jeff Fierzig, the director. How are you, Jeff?
6: I'm doing pretty good. Um you know, the reason I'm calling, you, I saw the topic, and I'm sorry you've been having a tough time. I I think I saw you right before you got unwell. And we had yeah. a great night out. Yeah. And then you were down for the count, but now you're back. I love it.
0: I'm back. We're back. We're, we're fighting. We're fighting the fight.
6: Anyway, you know, we might as well have strung a tin can. Because what people don't know about East L.A., where we're both now residing, it's really West New Jersey, you know? People don't know that yet. I I didn't. But anyway, well, might as well be. We're here, right?
0: We're. That's true. We're that's day. two.
6: Yeah. Anyway, I I saw in the news this week. It caught my eye. My, you know, my heart is still in Jersey.
4: hmm this,
6: this gas pump thing of pumping, you know, New Jerseyans pumping, not allowed to pump their own gas. You know. I want to see how you feel about it. I know what I heard my whole life growing up in Jersey because that's all you, you only know what you know, right?
0: Yeah, and then for people who aren't sure what we're talking about, in New Jersey one of the few states. If if I think there might be one other state, I can't remember which one. But well, it's it's a well, rare it's carpet. it's rare New Jersey. Well, you legally cannot. Pump your own gas if you go to a gas station. They, an attendant is on service. They operate the pump. Everywhere else, Correct. that's on you. You get out. You put the credit card in. You lift the pump. You all. It's all of it's on you. New Jersey, right? No, you can't do it. So what's going on right.
6: now? Well, it's it's finally up again for legislation that it might happen. New Jerseyans might be able to pump their own gas, and all I remember, you know, even over the years, people would say, you know, why why can't you pump your own gas, and I told the story I was told, that just like the Grucci factory in uh, Long Island in 1983, I was told there was a guy, he was smoking a cigarette, he's pumping his gas, and boom, he blew up the gas station, that's what I was told, yeah. and that from that point on, you're not allowed to pump your own gas, matter of fact. I did some research that you know they can issue a ticket in New Jersey to this day if you're caught pumping your own gas. And that was the story I was told. What 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 did you know growing up?
0: I heard growing up maybe something a little less exciting, but I was told that oh your taxes pay for it and don't worry. They get the, they get it from you on the on your on the tax side of things. You are definitely paying for the privilege of not being able to pump your own gas.
6: Hmm. All right, That's well, what I was told. Was but I, I,
0: I have very strong I was, I was, feelings
6: about it. Oh, I figure you would. I figure you would. Matter of fact, I mean, I'll tell you what I, I learned because I wanted to get to the bottom of this. I, it was kind of like a bit of a rabbit hole. And I was like, what happened? Who was this guy that got blown up? You know, and it has, there has to be something written about the guy, right, that mm-hmm. changed gas pumping history. In New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And well yeah. first of all, let's clarify two things. Oregon and Jersey were the two states up until literally a few years ago, two thousand fifteen, where you couldn't pump your own gas. Now Jersey okay. two state two states. Just like the pavement song, right?
0: Just like pavement and, said. Just like well, just like Marky Smith said. Yeah. And then pavement also said. That's one of right. the biggest that's one of the when people say like, oh pavement just lifted stuff from from the fall. It's like, you hear that song and you're just like, yeah, well, that's a straight-up lift, but that's fine. I'm not putting down lifting stuff from people, but that is a lift.
6: You know know what? It's a great lift, and I love it, and the fact is, it was Jersey, two states, Jersey and Oregon, but then Oregon Mm -hmm. somehow flipped it. Well, anyway, so I did some research because I wanted to know, you know, and it was a bit of a rabbit hole. It was funny because it happened on Twitter with Pat Byrne, I had this flashback to this old Springsteen bootleg that I still own. Um, You could trust your car to the man who wears the star. And it's a cover of Springsteen, a cartoon of him him pumping gas, you know? Okay. And uh, Pat...
0: What is that, a reference to being a Texaco employee? Right.
6: Uh, Yeah, exactly right. And I was like, oh, that's hilarious. That's so interesting. So I, I started researching this a little bit, and I always loved that that record that's got uh, Mountain of Love on it, which is, uh, you know, as you know, from the Beach Boys' party song, the other sure, beach, beach they,
0: they, they No, the Beach Boys took a crack at Mountain of Love.
6: Yeah, and so did Springsteen. It's, I, I always loved it. That was probably where I might have learned the Harold Dorman song from that bootleg, Crush okay. Your Car. But then, you know, we're going to flash forward. So years later, Springsteen writes this great book. And what I thought was the greatest thing in the whole book, this is the guy that, as you know, the guy mastered in the car and racing and the engine. He, he wrote, he, knew, he, he admitted he knew nothing about cars or anything about it. He knew as much about cars as Brian Wilson knew about surfing. It was all fiction, it turns out. He, yeah. he outed himself in the book. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Well, anyway... The, the, it, it turns out all roads, first of all, the, the guy who got blown up, I, so I heard he might have been from Lodi. That's what I heard. Right? Mm. So you, you, know, you yeah. can think about that for a minute. But it turns out all roads lead to hack and sack. All right? okay. And what what really went down was in, in 1949, believe it or not, a guy named Irving Rheingold, not the Beer family, okay. for literally for three cents a gallon, he has this idea. He opened a 24 pump station on Route 17 in Hackensack, right? And he's, he's charging 21.9. Excuse me, his competition is charging 21.9 cents per gallon. He decides mm-hmm. he's going to undercut them all by, and do 18.9 cents. And the competition went ballistic to the point where they, this is 1949. They got out Gatling guns. He had to have bulletproof glass. And there was like a, a turf war. Over this because he was going to basically eliminate the labor and, mm-hmm. and uh, pass the savings on to the customers, and so
0: so he down, opens self serve pump. He figures right. I can if it's the customer years. pumps their own gas, I can throw a yeah. ten cents per gallon savings to the customer.
6: No, three cents. Three cents. Three cents. Yeah, three cents in nineteen forty nine is like ten cents now. Though think about that.
0: Okay. One. Yeah.
6: Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, so so not only is Jersey the last holdout, Jersey was the innovator. The first in 1949 of the self-serve guests, See, you know, people don't remember that it's very important. Okay. So that, that was his innovation. Anyway, he got clobbered and the legislation went through over the safety issue, which is pure fiction. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, nobody was blown up. And I went looking, to, you know, I really dug for this. Like, did someone get blown up? And it turns out, believe it or not, back in Hackensack, flash forward to okay. 2018. That was just a few yeah. years ago. Yeah. And there's a guy, and he did blow up the station in Hackensack. you believe it? Okay. But, ironically, not from a cigarette. You know what he did? It was not, and that's what was so fascinating. It was not... It was not a self-serve accident. It was a full-serve accident because he he's not allowed to pump in Jersey, right? Yeah. So what did what happened? He was, you know, texting, looking at his phone, daydreaming. What does he do? He pulls out with the pump, you know, with the with the pump thing, and still in his tank, and drives away. And then it set off a spark, and he blew up the gas station in Hackensack. It's unbelievable. All roads lead back to Hackensack.
0: So that's anyway. where, so that's where the state, that's what gave the state the impetus to eliminate this, or it was just straight up that guy. The, so the 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 explosion was independent of the reason why the the pump your own gas law got put into
6: place. That's correct. Yeah, it, it's totally okay. separate. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's year, once again, it's years later, I did do some research. There's a guy in Arkansas who who uh, long ago did, in fact, with a cigarette, blow up the gas station. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it can it can happen. I'm not going to say yeah. it can't. But mm. as far as, it's like a lot of Jersey stuff is myth, you know? Yeah. It's just yeah. it's just not what happened, you know? But well,
0: I mean, I, kn- I know one thing that did happen was in, in Philly, they blew up you know, uh, uh, the chicken man. They blew up the chicken man in Philly. They did. <laughs> and they blew up his house, did. too. <laughs> um, it's, I know that happened, right? Now, I'll and, tell you
6: something that didn't happen, and I'll tell you something that did happen. Okay. So when you see it, you know everyone. Everyone can Google it up and look at that Springsteen shot where he's holding the the pump on that bootleg, right? hmm. He never pumped. Springsteen never pumped his own gas, just like he didn't know about the Hemi powered engine. Yeah. It's all, it's all it's all fiction. But do you know who did pump gas? Do you know who did?
0: I'm going to say Little Steven. No, me. You?
6: I I was a Hess. I called my friend the Salvador to, to verify this because it was I forgot about I had a lot of bad jobs in high school, and I forgot that for two weeks I wore the the white Hess uh, jumpsuit.
0: Uh-huh.
4: Uh,
6: 34 in Matawan. In that I mean, okay. it looked, it looked just like clockwork orange. It looked really cool. It was like the they had the cleanest gas station Hess. I don't know if you remember those,
0: but yeah, I remember I, the I Hess guess. trucks. I remember those Hess trucks. Boy, they were fun.
6: Yeah, sure. Anyway, We'll slide them around so, on Christmas
0: morning. Um,
6: so yeah, this is, I guess it's kind of personal to me that maybe we're not going to, you know, have someone pumping our gas anymore. But, I mean, where do, yeah. you, where do you stand on
0: this? This is where I stand on it. I think New Jersey, the people of New Jersey should fight to preserve the privilege of having somebody else just come out and pump your own gas. Trust me. You're in a state without it. It's going to be a novelty for about 5 Days and then the next, the first time you go fill up your gas, you're gonna be like, ooh, look at this! Oh, wow, this is wild. Second time you do it, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm filling up my own gas, huh? Okay, I guess I do it myself now. Third time, you're gonna dread it, you're gonna wish you didn't have to get out and do it.
6: Well, I, we agree. I, I, think they should, I think Jersey should stay, stay, stay firm on what they, they have, or the last, seat, yeah, of course. To preserve this tradition, and what about the squeegeeing, and what about, you know, checking the oil? It's it's a real job. It's it supplies good jobs. You know, I did the job. I did it for a bit.
0: Yeah, so, get somebody out yeah. there. Look, it's, yeah. it's 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 look. I just feel like there's something special about it, and um, you just uh just to quote to quote a a, a Philly adjacent band, a band. I mean a, a Jersey adjacent band, uh Cinderella said Tom <laughs> Kiefer said you don't know what you got till it's gone. Well and you aren't gonna know what you got until that's gone.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Well anyway. It well Jeff, that is in.
0: that is an amazing Jersey story. Yeah, well. It's
6: a true story, so
0: Anyway, I I wouldn't expect anything um, less from you. I know you're not making these up.
6: No. No.
0: No. You talk. It's going to get real deal. Real real talk from Jeff F.
6: Thank you. So listen, I'm going to let you go because you got other callers, and I know you want to end this a little soon tonight, but I'm going to leave you with the words of another great New Jerseyan. Cough cool
0: off cool tom there you go there you go you think he's out there pumping his gas now he pulls into yeah. an la station just sits there until somebody finally comes out and does it for him did you think? think yeah you think danzig's gonna be working the pump saying well, what am i doing the 87 or the 89 what am i doing here oh my credit card what's the billing zip code he's doing none of that yeah. he pulls up well they're at the gas station they're just like there's a guy and a uh Somebody's parked out there in the in a in a, in a hearse mm. at the pump, and they're not moving. And they're finally like, "Ah, that's Glenn," and they go out and pump it for him.
6: <laughs> well, this is listen in ugly things. One of the best issues ever. Glenn in the salad days, the early days of Glenn, he was on the living room floor with the Elmer's glue and all the labels, and mm-hmm. he'd put his own labels. On the Plan Nine records in Lodi, so Glenn yeah. could, he was able to do it then. He could probably learn to pump
0: now. He could, he, I'm not saying he couldn't. I'm just saying he won't.
6: Yeah. So it's not oh, befitting. Saying, oh, okay. What about Jerry Only? You think he would?
0: Yeah, I think Jerry would get out there and pump his own gas. I think Jerry would. I think Doyle would.
6: You
10: think? I think. think the, Doyle
0: would? I think. I think the rest of them would. Yeah.
6: They pump a lot of iron, you know. That's,
0: they do, That's why. Yeah, that wouldn't phase them. They'd get out, probably go get some run, pump pumping the gas, run inside, get a little quick thing of muscle milk, then get back behind, the, get out there just in time to have the pump, uh, just have the tank fill up. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. All right, buddy. Anyway. We're going to wrap it up because right. we got to. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the call, hey, Jeff. I'll talk to you soon. I will talk to you. Okay. Soon. Bye. 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 Yeah. Good guy. Good guy. Jeff Fierce, a good guy. Good guy. Pat, give me the next call, please. Hello? Hello. Hi, Best Show.
2: Hi, Tom. This is Greg Gethard.
0: Oh, my God. It's Greg Gethard. Haven't spoken to this guy in a a million years. How are you? How are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you?
2: somebody reached out me reached out to me on linkedin to tell me to call in when i when i could and i can
0: no okay all right well i yeah. appreciate it it's nice LinkedIn. to hear your voice how are you
2: Great. i'm good i will be i, I saw the topic and i, I had i i i had one for you that i think you'd like a lot um it involves um a place i think you're probably fond of i believe we talked about before uh, panera bread
0: Yes, yes. I I I used to have a big 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 thing with Panera bread. Not so much lately, but it's made it made its mark on me.
2: Well, I went I'm a fan of Panera bread as well and I uh, I went to uh Panera once during a lunch break in the suburbs here and it was uh crowded crowded in the back area where you pick up your lunch.
4: Mhm.
2: And but you know, like you can see into the, see, you can see in where they make the magic behind, like those they have like that the, the little uh, cubicle wall. You, you know what I mean? You, you yeah, they have like a
0: raised. The, it's like a raised yeah. platform that they're making the food on, and you see the, you see the heads and and arms of
2: right.
0: the Panera crew making the sandwiches, and you can't see anything else really.
2: Exactly. And uh, I was uh, waiting there, and the managers, uh, uh. A woman, and she started um, screaming, she balled up her fists like real angry like she was about to punch punch one of her workers, and she just started screaming, "Where are all the bread bowls? Where are all the effing bread bowls?" And then she um, calmly walked away and took a few paces um, towards like a back area. Where she then started to do like this, like uh, mindfulness, meditative breathing, and counted down from ten to regain her composure. And back to you know, like she lost the anger that had came up, and then she came up to those of us who were waiting and apologized for the wait for any of us who had a bread bowl order. And uh, nobody even nobody even noticed this, but me. Well,
0: That's amazing that you were there to see basically a, a full dramatic arc of somebody.
2: Yes. Yeah. And I like, was just like immediately putting in like the whole backstory is probably, you know, like mm-hmm. she, she'd been like reviewed by like a regional manager, mm-hmm. somebody who said like, you know, Claire, you, you're doing a really good job here, but you lose it a little too much, you know, gave her like some training videos and maybe some like, management books and things like you, know, like you, you really, you got a lot of potential, but you can't scream at your employees. Anytime you don't get your way, you, you know, like yeah. think, you know,
0: you got to hold it she, together. We yeah. or you, you're the face, you're the face of the company. And it's a, it's a yeah. top down endeavor. You start yelling yeah. at people. They're going to, then they're, they're going to yell at people as well. You've given, you've given permission to make this a place where people yell at each other.
2: Yeah. And we can't have that at the Wayne Pennsylvania Panera. What we need no, is, you know, no. we need you, Claire, to. She's the link. She's the rock gotta, of, yeah, of tighten the tighten it up.
0: Yeah. Tighten it up. Claire, go into the bathroom, splash some cold water on your face, and uh, pull it together and get back out here on the floor and, uh, and yeah. deliver.
2: Yeah. You might want to check something out called the call map, Claire. Just yeah. Listen to it when you get a few. I would listen to when you get a few. You know, it's going to be really helpful.
0: Like we don't know the pressure that this employee was under. This could be Come a. On. It could be. It could be. Like, there could be some sort of thing. It could be like uncut gems or something. This could be like a Panero bread, uncut, unsliced, unsliced, unsliced gems.
2: <laughs> like she's involved in a caper of some kind.
0: Yeah, maybe there's some sort of thing where claire uh staggers the 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 postmates orders and then it turns out that right. that she's shaving money off of it It's just like who knows
2: right yeah she's got like she's got like a $60 $60 bet on the uh grizzlies pacers game tonight or something like
0: that mm-hmm. yeah and
2: she's uh um, yeah. you know and you know, she's got some kind of, it's connected to Postmates, definitely. Uber Eats orders.
0: You don't know. Yeah. There could be some sort of thing where it just, yeah. And this is the bread bowls. It all hinges on the bread bowls. Yep. And suddenly yeah. Claire's watching all this money just fly away when these bread bowls aren't getting put out.
2: Yeah. I, I see it. I, I yeah. see it. I think it's a great
0: movie. I love it. Well, Greg, unfortunately, I have to move it along. I, I'd love to talk to you more.
2: You feel better. I'll call back next. I'll call back. Thanks, buddy.
0: Of course. You have a great night. Yep. You too. Bye-bye. Good to hear from Greg Gethard. Good guy. Good guy. Final call, Pat.
5: We have uh, two on hold.
0: Two on hold. Let's do it real fast. Hello, show. Hi, Tom. Hi. To whom am I speaking?
11: This is Colette from Athens
0: oh my goodness we're getting all the all-stars calling up right in the right in the home stretch right in the home stretch we got it because there's some personal uh uh yeah some some uh, unfortunate real life business that that uh has to be attended to that makes it so the show has to end early tonight and that's that's uh that's that's how life works baby so well, what's going on, Claire? What, uh, Claire, Colette, you're not Claire, Claire. the fictional the fictional Panera Bread employee that, that we were just uh, <laughs> creating a life for, a name and a life. No, you're Colette. Oh. You're not a Panera Bread employee yet.
11: That's true. Never have been.
0: No, never have been. Don't, um, don't never say never, though. The two of us could be true. side by side filling those bread bowls.
11: I worked retail before. I'll work it
0: again. That's my. Uh, are you kidding? I swear that is. I grew up doing retail, and I assume at some point it'll. I'll be back behind a counter, and I'll be like, "Okay,
11: <laughs> how can I help you?"
0: Yeah. To what do I have the pleasure of this call,
11: Colette? Uh, well, I was going to try to make you laugh, I guess. Um, oh, let's. Look, I don't please, know if it's a. Please. It might be more of a sensible chuckle sort of deal. Um, that counts. Okay, good. It counts. Um, All right. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, my friend and I were watching this movie called Johnny Guitar, um, which is like a Western. Yes. Where Sterling Hayden talks in this big, brassy voice. There's two women in it. They want to kill each other. It's pretty good. Joan Crawford. Um, Joan Crawford, yeah. And some Irish woman whose name I forget. Mm -hmm. But um, in the movie, there's like this throwaway line where I think Johnny Guitar is like, uh, saying to someone who's going outside, did not search for any four-leaf clovers." And I look across the couch at my friend and sigh, like you know, wistfully, like. And I say, "I remember when I thought four-leaf clovers were real."
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh no, that was a good, that was a good chuckle.
11: Yeah, good, good. Yeah, there's all there's a whole lot of searching behind it, but. Generally speaking, that's, that's it. That's the punchline. No,
0: I like it. Simple. All right. Clean. To the point. Elegant. Colette.
11: That's how I try to do it.
0: If that's how you do do it. <laughs> well, my friend, I appreciate it.
11: All right, Tom. Best of luck tonight.
0: Thanks so much. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Yep, bye. Bye. All right. Final call. Final call. Best show. Handle Arnold hello, Hall. hello, hi! Welcome to the best show.
10: Oh, sorry, I was saying myself off speaker. Hi, this is. Sharon. All right, that's all right.
0: That's all right. Don't worry. To what do I owe the clue Is this now?
10: Sharon, uh, in Los Angeles, Eagle Rock.
0: Sharon, how are you, Sharon? Home From Eagle Rock, home of home of what? What's Eagle Rock home of? That's right, Cindy's. Cindy's, Cindy, Cindy's. Yeah. I'll say this about Cindy's. Sometimes they could they they they, they don't have to and look. I like Cindy's a lot. I think the food is great. They 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 sure, they sure seem to they, they like pesto at Cindy's. Uh, Cindy's is like a like a dinery kind of place that where they are certainly. It's like oh, I'm gonna get the uh, I'm gonna get an omelet. Oh, it's got pesto on it. Okay, well. And you'd be like, Hey, can I get that without that pesto? They're just like, it's good the pesto's really good. And you're like, oh no, no, I like pesto just fine. Don't know if I need that much pesto. And look, I like it though. I like Cindy's just fine. I like Cindy's more than I like pesto.
10: It must be somebody's idea of fancy, right? Pesto.
0: Somebody loves pesto there, unless they got a deal on pesto. I don't know what it is, but they are certainly pro pesto at Cindy's. So, what to what do I have the pleasure of this call, Sharon?
10: I have a story. I was going to try to make you laugh.
0: All right. Try to blow through it.
10: Um, Okay, so I used to have this job where I would exhibit VR stuff. Uh, virtual reality. I mean,
3: sure.
0: I didn't uh, think it was job. Velvet Revolver. I didn't think you were <laughs> showing a, the latest Velvet Revolver video. That would have been cool. Uh, That'd be pretty amazing. To be like, yeah, yeah I work that's in that's VR fine. and uh, you know, work on a VR production uh, presentation. And then you go to the presentation and you w- are looking for the goggles. And then the person just starts playing the band Velvet Revolver. That would be some real Hollywood stuff. That would be the most Hollywood stuff. Yeah. Okay. So you work in VR.
10: I worked in VR. It took me a lot of weird places. Lots of stupid stuff happened, different funny things. I tried to pick the one that I think was the funniest, and it's going to require some imagination. Mm-hmm. But um, so working, it was a PGA golf tournament stop, and we were exhibiting VR in this like fan zone area. Um, so chuds all day, you know, what do you expect? Uh, Uh, but also in this area, well, let me explain the experience first. I'm really trying to condense this, but the the thing that I was showing off was like this lunar buggy ride. Um, so we had, and don't worry about how it relates to golf. It doesn't, but, uh, so it's, it's like a, like a motion it's like an ATV that was converted into, like, this motion chair thing. So it looks like mm-hmm. an ATV learner buggy, but it, like, physically moves. It's pneumatic. Um, okay. But it kind of looks like, um, uh, what do you, like, one of those things that you put, when you're a kid, you put a quarter in it, and it's like a truck, and then you sit in it, and it just kind of, like, goes up and down.
0: You mean outside the grocery uh, store? Exactly. Yeah. Like, kind of those kind little of what rides. It like. And look. When you're a kid, that's for, that's for all ages. Okay.
10: No, that's true. I, I definitely have tried that out more recently than,
0: uh, get on that thing. You get, you get the, you get, you want to go for a quick ride. The thing I don't understand Sharon is when (laughs) imagine this, you're an adult, you drive all day to take you and your, your friends or your family or wherever, you're driving your, your car, stuck in traffic, parking, this, that, gas, to go to an amusement park. I mean, what do you do? You've got to go ride the go-karts. You just got out of an actual car, and now you're getting into a worse version of the thing that you had to drive to get to this place. So... I don't That's get a it. Good point. So, so, I didn't do so, so a lot you're doing. Business. So, ca- oh. it's just catch me up on this now, because we, I, I do unfortunately have to boogie. I understand. Um, so,
2: so there's
10: that motion thing. Also, I had earned the, the trust of the people I worked for over the, the course of a few years. So, I had control over the music in this area. Uh, mm-hmm. So, my friend and I, who are, I was working with, we we got to pick the playlist. So, we, you know, we put some like punk stuff in there and whatever else. We tried to sneak mm-hmm. some stuff in there. Okay, next part of this is there's a cop who's there the whole time monitoring the area. You know, armed cop, a cop. Um, and he's like, the, he's like a slouchy, like, you know, real donut-eating kind of cop.
0: All right. An old-school so,
10: cop. Old-school cop with a mustache, full mustache. Um, so you picture that guy. Picture the donut cop. Mm-hmm. And then this motion bench or motion ATV thing. And then at some point he wants to do the VR, uh, which is, it happened a few times with various cops cause they, they want to do that. So he goes in there and he's in the experience, um, which is already hilarious. Cause he's just, he's got like, he's blindfolded with his VR helmet, you know, He's got a gun on him too, which is weird that a cop would decide to do that. You know, whatever. So it's, it's that cop with the VR. I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to say
0: this real quick. I have an ending in mind for this that I hope is the ending that happens. So go
10: ahead. I, it might not be. It's just the, the the other factor was the music, right? Okay. So the soundtrack to this is um. Sam and Dave, hold on, I'm coming. Sure. Yeah, classic that's song. It. Yeah. That's pretty much it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just, so if it. you can really imagine that's, it, it was, it was hilarious.
0: That's it? I was hoping the cop was going to throw up. <laughs> Not in front of us, at least. But, I was hoping uh, he'd get on and be like, whoa, whoa. And then you'd see, like, actual cop horking up Dunkin' Donuts.
10: I think, I mean, I was too pleased with the situation I just described to remember what happened immediately sure. after.
0: Look, it's uh, I did get, yeah, that's actually, the real life. You, you're living in real life. I'm living in some sort of teen comedy where I would want to see the cop be like, whoa,
4: whoa.
10: <laughs> he did have that vibe.
0: But it didn't happen because you're again, you're in real life. I'm not Yeah.
10: Yeah.
0: I'm in hot dog the movie. You're you're in you're living in on planet Earth.
10: In a dystopian nightmare, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm in a world where I'm living in a world where when the cops get on a on a on a thing, on a ride, they barf and everybody laughs at them. (laughs) That's where I'm at. You're on a thing where the cop gets on a thing and just rides the ride, and it turned out the cop got to be a cop and got to be on a ride while being a cop at work and just ride for free and have even more fun being a cop. Who do you prefer? Final question, then then we're going to wrap. Who do you prefer? Do you prefer the, the, as you refer to them, the donut cops of of yesteryear, or do you like this new breed of uh, Joe Rogan cop? 100%
10: donut cop is my
0: actual preference. We should start a thing. Bring back donut cops. Yeah. That's a. No Joe Rogan cops. No Joe Rogan cops. No Rogan cops. Bring back donut cops. The cops that, where if you got in a foot race, you could suddenly just, you're just like, yeah, I'm going to outrun this cop. I I know I'm okay. I'm going to jump this fence. I'm clear. It's the best kind. Yeah, unless they start shooting at you because you are running away, right, which right, is right, also, right. yeah, whatever. We're not going to get into that right now. Yeah, we don't um, But Sharon, thank you for the call. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Everybody take care.
0: Thank you. Everybody take care. Thanks. Okay. Have a good night. Right. Bye bye. Good night. All right. So we're going to wrap up now. We're wrapping up early, I know, but we'll do more next week. And we got announcements for next week. And it's gonna be big picture big is looking good this week. Uh a little sad. Pat, do you wanna take it?
5: Sure, if that's all right. Yeah, of course. Uh so I lost my friend Chuck Daly this uh this week. Uh I didn't lose him. I, we all lost him. Um everyone who knew him, uh Jersey City, Staple and Mainstay and um just just lovely, funny guy and a supportive guy and artist, uh, musician. He uh, was co-owner of Jersey City Tattoo Company for many years, and um, yeah, he just knew a lot of people. And if you knew him, you loved him. Um, so he he is going to be very very missed. So um, I played in a band with Chuck for many years called Any Day Parade, and. Um, before I joined, they put out a single um, and I have a copy of it. So I'm going to play a track. This is uh, uh, for Chuck and anyone who knew Chuck. Um, And this will, this will, yeah, I don't know. Um, Just thank you for everything. uh, We'll
0: be back next week. Uh, Rest in peace, Chuck Daly. And here is uh, some music from any day parade.
5: Any day parade. This is okay. Honest route. This is Chuck on bass guitar. Okay, bye. (laughs)
4: Splash my way.